Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Nerdy Show. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Tony. I'm Josh. I'm Doug. I think I go next, not Brian. If you don't know Josh and Doug, they're two of the Ghostbusters from Ghostbusters Resurrection, our uh, uh, Ghostbusters role-playing podcast. That's awesome. Uh, season one is out in its entirety, and uh, you should totally check it out at nerdyshow.com slash Ghostbusters if you haven't yet. You fools. Welcome to a Nerdy Show <laughs> Microsode. We're going to be discussing the uh, very heady topic of villains created by heroes. What? You mean that heroes don't do everything perfect all the time? I, I think the obvious jumping in point here that we might not even touch on more than mention it is Joker. Um, yeah, yeah, true. For my money, it's all Lex Luthor. The argument you'd make is that, uh, well, depending on what version of Luthor you're going with, Luthor always kind of was a bad guy, and then he just got focused his anger on Superman. Well, I mean, he stole 40 cakes as a child. That's not... <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> that was Joker. Wasn't but that Joker? Let, let's not forget the moment when he was creating an immunity to kryptonite. And the chemicals went wrong, and Superman blew out the fire in his lab, but also tragically struck Lex Luthor away from his hair, leaving him bald and angry for the rest That's of his life. That's when you're going with evil, evil scientist yeah, Luthor, but, that... but not the billionaire Luthor. By, by the way, does everybody know that before the New 52 happened, the cakes thing was written into continuity? Lord, <laughs> yes. What? Just, just like hey. Thanos being arrested by the New York police. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped the hypercube in an alleyway on a stack of newspapers, and it was I lost forever. I command the earth to move. Oops, I fell. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, had you heard that forty cakes thing? Uh, yeah, I, I've been on the internet before. I mean, I mean the uh, the thing about it being in continuity. No, I didn't know that. It was something that they they added in where it was a, a flashback, and they're just talking about how he was a delinquent at school, and like one time he stole oh, forty cakes. Yeah, <laughs> now yeah, yeah. Pretty what a bad child. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and these days, I guess in the in the new fifty two, Lex Luthor, he's kind of a dick to begin with. And Superman just turns into the obsession that, you know, we understand as being part of Lex Luthor's. He, he needed a white whale to go after. And yeah. he, Superman became that. So it's he was kind of a bad guy well, one, one of the neat things that Grant Morrison's written into his retcon of action comics is that Lex Luthor starts out being kind of like, you know, he's a scientist. So he he spends a lot of time just you know not not doing terribly much. So he's, he's chubby. Like he's kind of he's kind of fat. And what the idea is, is that he, this whole Superman obsession starts. He's like, I have to be better than him. And that's when he like gets ripped. Now, depending on what Marvel continuity we're talking about, I tend to go. I, I tend to say the all time would be Doctor Doom. You know, if you're going with the version that was, you know, only angry at Reed Richards because you know some kind of lab accident that caused a fire and burned his skin. I'm not assuming with all the other versions of Fantastic Four, but you know, so Doctor Doom is just the best villain. Well, he's he's like yeah, he's the best he's, villain. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! We're, we're gonna have a a bit of a um, difference of opinion here. <laughs> uh, Doom is not the best villain. Because Doom is not the villain. Well, that's what makes that's, him so great. Well, yeah, I guess. Well, that's what makes him a great character. Yeah. I think the bad thing about bringing up Doom, though, is that the fact that, like, he... Reed Richards is so below his radar now. Like, as far as... <laughs> as, as far as threats and stuff. He doesn't really care. He's not that obsessive about it anymore. He just wants to rule the Earth again. Reed Richards would just be like, We're gonna stop you, Doom! Oh, you're still here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't stop Doom. Wasn't it, you said uh, you brought up uh, Ant-Man. Yeah, um, uh, Ultron. Very literally constructed by a hero. <laughs> wait, wait, that was wait, that was an Ant Man. That was uh, it was it was Hank Pym who was mm -hmm. um, is sometimes Ant Man. He's, is he sometimes Ant Man? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know he, yeah. the Ant Man thing is really confusing. There's been so many Ant Men at this point, and now they're back to the original. And Hank's been Yellow Jacket and w took on his wife's moniker when he thought she was dead and all that jazz. Hank, I, I think Hank Pym is the ultimate throwaway Marvel character. Like they just, just oh, we don't know what it is to put him there. It's, it's not. He's not as strong of a, of a character. Would you want an ensemble piece? We need someone to come save the day. Let's have Ant Man show up. Why not? 
Absolutely. I mean, we need somebody who can scale a building without actually scaling mm-hmm. a building. But Ultron, I think, I think might be the most literal uh, and actually da- and created by, yeah. literally yeah. created by, and 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 dangerous as far as <laughs> as far as level of threat goes. I'm not as familiar. Like, what is Ultron? Because I, I I'm not as familiar for whatever reason. But like, what is Ultron's thing? Like, what's uh, Ultron is a is a super intelligent robot that constantly reconstructs himself to make him even worse and and and, and more. Uh, but he just wants to kill. His creator is he's a big old pos- terminator. He's just he's like a big old terminator. Mm-hmm. Is so he's like Brainiac. It's it's more like the infinite possibilities that are available to artificial intelligence and machine design, both on Earth and extraterrestrial, including the ability to replicate oneself, are open to Ultron. So the longer he's been around, the more dangerous he's become because you know nano nano machines, you name it, Sentinel tech. He's absorbed it at some point in time. He's constantly evolving. There's mm. he's always the worst threat they ever face. And I think the first time they face him, isn't he like Ultron Six already? Like the, he's he's the sixth iteration. The first time oh, geez, they, maybe. they fight him, <laughs> I, I, I think he like he's obviously he leaves and he he like didn't even have uh, legs or anything the first time. He had like tank treads, and then he, I, I, if I if why I would you build a robot like this? I was I was like twelve when I read this. I don't remember it exactly, but I think he had like tank treads. And then he started rebuilding himself. And the first time he became a threat to the Avengers, it was uh, he was like Ultron Six. And then one that I got to bring up, particularly since you guys are here, is the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Uh, we thought about that. Oh, I thought about that at least. I don't know if that counts as much because Gozer was already there. It's just a manifestation of Gozer. I do it's see where it's like recreated. He he did create the manifestation of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but go. It really is just Gozer. Well, the Stay Puft isn't really a villain. It's just this thing. It's destroying New York. I mean, right? But it, I mean, whatever. I mean, that's just all it is. They could have thought about fire, where it just been fire consumes the city. It's yeah, not really. I mean, like Ray did create the Avatar of right. Gozer, but it really is just Gozer. Like it was going to destroy New York. I've got a list of a couple more if anybody wants them. Oh, what do you got? <laughs> I got? I'm still thinking about Doctor Doom and how he's not a villain, and you guys are jerks. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> well, well, Brian, um, if Doctor Doom, of course, not a villain, hero of Latveria, like how could how could he could do no wrong? It's the, the, it's the ultimate right. ruler. It's those capitalist American pigs that are just trying ah. to get him down. Who who is a, a villain created by a hero in your eyes? Reed Richards. <laughs> 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 who who created him? His father? <laughs> well, he's kind uh, of a douche. You know, yeah. when we when he got doomed there, being so cool and suave and handsome, you got to sabotage his his experiment to to make him ugly and to embarrass him. I mean, that's that's read all over. It's been yeah. I suppose been downhill ever since. Could be a motive for a villain. Yeah, actually, the Eddie Brock Venom. Perfect. That is that is oh, that is that is a good one. That is really yeah. good. Because I mean, you, it's kind of got all the penultimate things. It was originally a part of Spider-Man. He casts off the suit, creating the symbiote as an enemy. It then meets up with Eddie Brock, who has been wronged and slighted by yeah, Peter yeah. Parker. That's a good. One. That's a that's a really good one. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> Are there any... also, who also becomes a hero later? Yes, he does. As the anti-Venom, oddly enough. Well, or, and and Venom. Yeah, yeah. And, and and lethal protector. But in protector. turn, doesn't he create <laughs> Carnage? Who is a villain? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> it's an endless cycle. And, you know, then he relinquishes his symbiote to other players and, and as as time goes on, and they're just they're just killers all around. So then what's he, it for um what's his name? Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson. Which is you. essentially a villain becoming a hero because he was one of the primary antagonists of Peter Parker as a young man. You're all right. of a sudden, ta-da. You're right. Super and- soldier, black venom symbiote, and I got myself my legs back. I don't know if he's really so much a villain, but it seemed like he was going to be was Arseface from Preacher. <laughs> almost. <laughs> God bless you, al- Arseface. Al- almost the most terrifying villain. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's um, King Arthur's son, 
Mordred. Wow, uh, that's dial- dialing it way back. Oh, I got, I got, I got one that's a bit further. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, Lucifer. Oh, yeah. God did create Lucifer. Yeah. Wow. But then I would argue that he's not actually a villain, but a partner. Well, I mean, it's Mormons pretty much believe that too. Like, I mean, it depends on where your perspective is. Oh, if man, he's a great adversary. Well, it's like Brian's perspective on, uh, you know, Doctor Doom not being a villain. Yeah. There was one that I thought, I, I know it doesn't really count as much because it's different. I'm talking about the movie version of The Mask. <laughs> where Jim Carrey lets go of The Mask and it gets on, uh, is it Dorian? Dorian Tyrell? Dorian, yeah. Yeah, and he, put, and he becomes the bad guy. Then he has to get, get the true. mask back. Little back pain. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. So let's talk about the, the idea, the concept, the overall concept of, of uh, villains created by heroes. It's very strong, mm-hmm. you know, like, because then no matter what the hero's legacy was before, uh, there's always going to be something that's going to haunt them. It also takes the, the form of, like, self-fulfilling prophecies, too, like in uh, in, in older uh, mythology and stuff, like North, Norse mythology, the wolf Fenrir, they had a prophecy about him, like, destroying the earth. So, and there was nothing wrong with him. He was, he was, he was very normal, but then they knew he was going to destroy the earth. So they had to bind him up. And that's the reason why he became so super angry and eats the earth in Ragnarok. Just like the, uh, is it the Black Sabbath song, Iron Man? <laughs> yep. that's, I've heard, now I've heard supposedly that the song Iron Man is about a guy who yes. got transported, blasted to the future this and he true. saw the end of the world and he, and he comes back. But when he comes back to present day, he's encased in iron and lead, like a like a statue, and he can't move. Like heavy boots of lead, and it you know fills yeah. his victim soldier. And he and he gets so mad that he's trying to tell the world that the apocalypse is coming. He can't tell anybody. People just they just turn and you know nobody helps him. He just stares at the world, you know, plotting his vengeance. So one day <sighs> he gets so filled with anger that no one listens to him. He starts killing everybody, and then he discovers he is the apocalypse. God damn it! Th- that's that's. That's much a, deeper than I was expecting. Yeah, that's a bigger idea than I ever gave that song credit. If for. you listen to the lyrics, it makes sense. Like, I, I, like growing up, I'm just like, oh, it's just a cool song. But like when I heard someone tell me that, I'm like, wait, let me li-, then you listen. You're like, oh my gosh, that that actually that that fits. That's pretty good. I like that. That's pretty metal. I gotta yeah, say, it's super metal. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, have you ever written any villains created uh, by heroes? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> technically, <laughs> in in Robo, technically in Volume Six, the the principal actor of evil in that one was made by not a hero but a a good guy. Oh, you know what? To geek out a little bit, I mean, I love Atomic Robo, so I just want to give you props for that. But also, what what about the comic with uh, was it Carl? Was it the Carl Sagan issue? Where they created a big machine that became a big monster. Sagan uh, helped Robo build a containment unit for the crazy, weird, time traveling monster, but it failed. Uh, there's also one an issue later in that series where the two dumbest scientists at Tesladyne build a, a supercomputer to solve this very specific problem with uh, quantum mechanics. But it's one of those uh, event horizon, obviously very evil pieces of technology that you should never build and you never would build. What are you thinking? <laughs> and it summons the monster ahead of schedule. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I just, I just want to kind of say that it is a really intriguing concept. For it's a, It speaks to the fact that we, even if we think we're in control of our actions, even these characters who have immense power, who are trying to do good in the world, the ripple effect that they cause doesn't always go the way that they want. Mm. Particular, I mean, going back to Venom just a little bit, that Peter Parker is, by and large, one of the most altruistic characters in comics. He is the, it, you know, if Peter Parker's not suffering, Spider-Man is doing something wrong. 
and he's always suffering at for the benefit of others. So for him to have cast off this Venom symbiote in an attempt to get back to helping people to create this character that hurt not One only him. One of the most him, memorable villains. Like, yeah. A murder machine. Yeah. That I mean, that's, that's a real testament to, oh shit, I done fucked up again. You have to qualify what a villain is, because like, you can go back to Godzilla, you know. Man created Godzilla. Exactly. Like, well, but man is no hero. That's <laughs> the man, point of that movie. Man is the true monster. <laughs> King Kong. You know, twas beauty killed the beast. <laughs> I guess on that note, we'll uh, we'll end this microsode discussion. If you want to hear us discuss any topic of your choosing, then all I have to do is reach the hundred dollar mark of every month's support drive. And we want to give a shout out to Big Bad Shadow Man, an appropriate topic to end on. Godzilla being one of his favorite things ever. <laughs> so. So that, this was his the topic he chose, villains created by heroes, and we got lots more microsodes to come. Just check out on the support drive, whatever it's going on this month. If you support us, you get all kinds of cool perks in the mail, and there's something new every single month. Yeah! Thank yeah. you, Shadow Man! So thanks for listening. Bye, I'm Cap. I'm Tony. I'm Josh. I'm Doug. Uh, I'm at the end, and I'm Brian. Uh, taking us out, here's a snippet of Iron Man. Why the hell not? It's appropriate. for listening to this week's episode of Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show is brought to you by... Shut up! Stop Nerdy Show is brought to you by a comic shop. No, it's not. It is. If you have questions or comments, please feel free to send them to info at nerdyshow.com for more episodes. I have a question. Yes. Why are you so ugly? I am very beautiful. And you are a son of a bitch. (laughs) For more episodes of Nerdy Show... Dungeons and Doritos, comics, videos, and more. Go to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show podcasts via the iTunes store. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Nerdy Show or friend us on Facebook. But do not friend Jennifer. She is a ass. What do you have to say to that? Jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. 
No, you're the jerk. Hate you. You're the jerk. Oh, you're a bit a bit. If you enjoyed what you heard, support Dirty Soap by telling a friend, or better yet, give us your money and all your shiny objects by visiting the Nerdy Store and picking up a t-shirt. Or donate directly for cool nerdy perks. You suck. Bite me.